listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott. I'm joined today by Brooke Dorf. You are a maternal mental health specialist with the Utah Department of Health. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we are talking today about um, mental health and mental health as a parent. Um, you know, it's not something that you find a lot of parents feel comfortable talking about. Um, we talk a lot about our nutrition or, you know, our physical activity, um, things like that. But when it comes to our everyday conversations, mental health isn't usually something that is brought up, which it's unfortunate because, you know, when you don't talk about something, it makes you feel like you're on an island and you're the only one dealing with the issue. Um, And that's just not the case uh, because there are so many dealing with the same struggles uh, when it comes to mental health as parents. So, you know, how, how do we find that comfortability when it comes to talking about our mental health as parents? I think that's a really good question because so many people feel like they have to be the perfect parent. They feel like they have to have everything together. Um, and, and I think the more we talk about it, the, the lower, you know, the stigma is that we can say, Hey, I'm really struggling. Um, we can say, Hey, I'm really having a hard time or man, being pregnant's hard being, you know, postpartum is hard. Having being pregnant with kids is hard, you know, and I think the more we can empathize with each other and kind of start to bring it out to light, it can be even simple things, um, that really start to make this a conversation we can have and get people, um, the appropriate help that they can get and have, have people realize that they're not alone. They're not on that Island that you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And why, why is that? Why do we feel like we can't talk about it? I mean, you touched on, you know, we, we all feel like we have to be this perfect person, this perfect parent, have a perfect child and a perfect pregnancy and a perfect, you name it. That's what we all have to have. But, you know, when we know that there's others out there struggling with some of these same issues, why do we still feel like we can't talk about it? I, I mean, I think that's a really good question. I, you're, I'm the wrong person to ask because I feel like we can't talk about it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, I think people want to, they, there's just so much, again, there's so much stigma behind it, you know, especially moms, you know, moms are always caught in the middle. Moms are doing so many different things all at once, especially also in, in Utah, we have a really unique situation where, um, you know, a lot of people have been wanting to be a mom their whole life. Their their society tells them that this is like what you want to do and what you want to be. And when it's not that expectation and it doesn't go the way that you thought it would go, um, it can feel really devastating. And that doesn't mean that it's not going well, you know, um, but I think a lot of people feel like, well, this is this is not what I thought it would be. This isn't the the I'm not glowing. I was told there would be glowing, you know, or I, I always had this vision of breastfeeding my baby all the way until they were two years old and it didn't work that way, you know? And so there's so many things where we have an expectation and then it doesn't work that way. And we feel like it's a moral failure. We think we did something wrong when it has nothing to do with us. We didn't do anything wrong. Um, In fact, we know that if you had it your way, you would have never 
had anxiety or depression or, um, or, you know, struggled in the way that you did, if you had it your way, you'd have never stopped breastfeeding, you know? And so we know that you didn't do anything wrong, but it feels like a personal or moral failure when it's not. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, and I'm, I'm pregnant right now as we speak and you do, you, you think about, you know, the expectations and people ask you, well, what's, what's your plan for this? And what's your plan for that? You know, uh, expecting some sort of magical answer to come out of your mouth of a plan, uh, or an expectation that you have of something. And the reality of it is don't set yourself up for expectations that you might not be able to fulfill because then you are going to feel defeated. You are going to feel like, well, that's what I thought I was going to do, or that's what I thought was going to happen. And it didn't. And so I failed. And that is not the case at all. Um, you know, I know for me, um, I, I probably have a little bit more of a lackadaisical attitude about a lot of it than most. Um, and that's just because I don't want to set myself up for an expectation that might not become a reality. So when people say, you know, what's your birth plan? Um, well, it's to have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is, you know? And and however that happens is going to happen. Um, and, and we're going to go with it and roll with it because that's what you have to do. And I think that that's, you know, like you're saying that stigma for people, um, getting so wrapped up and so caught up in, um, what you see another mom doing or what another mom is saying you should be doing when it comes to the, you know, the nasty word of mom shaming, if you want to go there, you know, and those expectations that you feel like you're not meeting you, you're, you're keeping a tiny human alive. I think that that is (laughs) (laughs) that right there is giving you an A plus, you know? Um, Yeah. And I think also like social media really adds to it, right? We have people only post their highlight reel. And so we see like, you know, that mom who like looks perfect after having 21 hours of labor. And we're like, oh, wait, I didn't look like that. Like I'm embarrassed or I'm ashamed or, you know, there's again, like what you were saying, another mom says, well, it worked for me or even like the previous generation, right? We, we talk about like the amnesia they, they kind of get like, well, my baby slept mm-hmm. through the night. Like your baby probably didn't sleep through the night because babies don't sleep through the night. So, you know, right. there's, we just have pressure from so many different places. Yeah, absolutely. And that pressure from all those places that breaks down in numbers too. Let's talk about the numbers. How many Utah parents are affected by mental health conditions? So almost half. We just ran um, the the latest numbers, including 2020, um, which we know was a really unusual year, but we are um, at 44% um, of Utah parents that are experiencing this. So if you, you know, if you think about even your family, if you have sisters-in-law, if you have six people, six women in your family, that means probably about three of them experience something like this. Um, and that is, we know, grossly underreported, again, because of all the shame and stigma. Nobody wants to be that mom who's struggling. Um, and so that's a lot of people. Yeah. And it, it, and that's the thing, you know, and you, you, you said it with your air quotes, you know, the mom that's struggling. And that's, it doesn't mean that you're struggling, you know? It just means that you're a human. You're a normal human and a mom dealing with all kinds of changes. And I think a lot of the times too, when it comes to maternal mental health, we automatically think postpartum Yeah, and, um, and we should think postpartum. Of course, that, that is a huge, you know, mental health struggle that so many uh, moms and dads go right. through. 
but there's also more. Um, and so we shouldn't just think, oh, well, no, I'm good because I, I never felt like I had any postpartum depression or I never felt like my husband did, or, you know, so we're good mm-hmm. because there could still be so much more, um, that you could be challenged with. Yeah, exactly. So that brings up a good point. Not only do we think um, as a society, I think because that's what we've talked about most, that it only Mm -hmm. happens after you give birth, birth, postpartum, right? But it actually can happen throughout pregnancy. Um, So, and then it's more than just depression. We have anxiety. Um, In addition to depression, we have OCD, which some people have never experienced OCD in their life until they have a baby. Um, And so those are kind of like the ruminating thoughts, the things that go over and over in your mind even like being unable to drive your car with your baby. So that's another thing. Um, You can have PTSD, you can have a really traumatic birth or something happened early in your life and PTSD is kind of brought up. Um, Bipolar uh, depression is also triggered um, during pregnancy and postpartum. And then the most extreme case, which is psychosis. And that's, that's what people think postpartum depression is, is that psychosis that we talk about where um, they have thoughts of harming themselves or their baby. But that actually is a very, very small percentage of people. Um, I think it's like 0.1%. It's like very, very small. Um, But there are so many other signs and symptoms that tell you that you're struggling from mental illness besides just the extreme. Um, And if anybody, if the only thing that they take from this is that you don't only have to get help when you're feeling that extreme, you can get help before you even feel bad or, or even if you're just starting to feel small signs and symptoms. Yeah. Because I mean, just like your hat says, right. Therapy is cool. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and so let's talk about some of those signs because, you know, you walked through a couple of them that, you know, may be more common than others, but there are a number of signs that, that we should be looking out for, um, not only with ourselves, but also for our friends, for our family. What are some of those? Yeah. Um, and just really quickly, you're right. Um, I oftentimes the people who can see the signs are like their husbands, their partners, their parents, um, moms don't really realize that they're struggling. Um, you know, they think that this is just like their new normal or part Mm -hmm. of like what life should be. So, um, to go into some of those signs, they can be something as little as like sleeping too much or sleeping not enough. Um, so let's say you have, Uh, somebody come in and say, Hey, I'm going to watch your baby for an hour. And you just like, can't relax. You can't sleep. You're just like on edge thinking about, you know, being the perfect mom or whatever. So too much or too little sleeping overeating or under eating. So losing your appetite. Um, also not enjoying the things that you used to enjoy. So let's say, you know, going to spin class was really your jam or used to really like hiking or quilting and you just have no desire to do it. Even if someone gives you the time to do it, you're just like, I can't, it makes me like exhausted or sick thinking about it. Um, also, uh, body pains with anxiety. A lot of people feel it in their body. So tight shoulders, tight jaw, stomach issues, um, sweating palpitations, things like that, um, are really common, uh, feeling a brain fog or unable to kind of think or process, um, things, which I think a lot of people for the first time also experienced during COVID, you know, like, what I'm forgetting things. I am losing track of different things, um, in my life. And this deadline came and went, um, also anger, which is another thing that's highly stigmatized in parenting. Um, no one wants to be the mom that's yelling at their kids. Um, but really it's actually a sign of, of probably, um, mental 
mental distress that you're going mm-hmm. through something that you are snippy even it doesn't have to be like yelling screaming but just like being mad at short your fuse. dog yeah short fuse right like so things like being mad at your family pet for like doing something that you're like you kind of lost it and you normally would just be a little irritated or being mad at your spouse being like again, short fuse, like when you're driving, if you, if something happens and you just kind of like lose it and you normally don't, um, that is really common. Um, and people are like, again, embarrassed, ashamed about that. Um, and then avoiding loved ones or friends and family, or even feeling overwhelmed with simple tasks. So the dishes just pile up and you can't even like fathom doing them. Your laundry is like astronomical. You can never fold it. It's kind of just like your house just kind of loses control. Um, little tasks that normally are okay to do, or, um, don't take as much energy. Yeah. So what do we do? Because of course, you know, there are strategies, there are treatments, um, you know, whether it's during pregnancy after, you know, what are some of the outlets that, that we can take? Uh, yeah, great question. And as we said, it doesn't, you don't have to wait until you're feeling these symptoms to get help. A lot of these things can be preventative. So like one life hack, one thing that we suggest is support groups. There's great support groups out there, but we tell moms join the support group when you're pregnant before you need it, because it's going to be a lot more intimidating joining a support group when you're rock bottom. Um, Mm -hmm. so go join it, make some friends, you know, that you have like Ashley on the call from South Jordan and you have you know, Michelle from Provo that's on there. And when you need it, then you can hop on and you have a familiar face. Um, so support groups are a really great way to kind of get integrated, have other people who are going through the same thing as you. We also know that therapy and medication work really well. They are not always um, something that that works for you though, if, if it's not something you enjoy, or also there's a matter of affordability. Um, but um, so we have options and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and then also making sure there's other things that you can do that are not support groups, therapy, medication, like getting enough sleep. Um, it's so hard to get sleep, especially in those newborn stages. So making sure someone does the first feeding of the night, if you can pump or if you do formula or whatever. Um, so you can get four hours in a row. That's what we recommend. That's, that's what your brain needs to get to that place. So, um, things like sleep, getting 10 minutes of movement every day. So a walk, going outside, um, drinking enough water, you know, proper nutrition. We also recommend that um, moms take a prenatal vitamin through pregnancy and up to one year postpartum. Um, So replenishing, you know, all the things that your body kind of loses when you go through making a baby, making a human. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And where can we get help because there are, I mean, you know, we're talking a lot about, you know, what works and different strategies or treatments. Um, but like you're saying too, which I think is fantastic, you know, try to find something even before don't wait until you feel like you can't, or I don't want to say it's too late because it's never too late, but to where you get to that point where, you know, you physically or mentally just feel like it's too much or it's too overwhelming. Um, you know, I like, I like what you say about, you know, finding, a group before or a workout buddy before, you know, something like that. Um, So where can we find help, even if we need, you know, to dig a little deeper into the help with a therapist, with counseling, um, things maybe outside of, you know, just a, a good phone call buddy. Yeah. So you can, we have a website. It's called, it's um, maternalmentalhealth.utah.edu. 
www.ghost.gov. Um, so we tried to make it easy to remember, but you can find all kinds of help on there. And um, I did mention like the affordability issue. Once you get there, you can search by type of professional. So we have lactation consultants that have been trained in mental health and recognizing signs. We have, you know, therapists, OBGYNs, ev everybody you can think of under the sun that's been trained is listed on there. Um, so maternalmentalhealth.utah.gov. You can also search by insurance type. If you don't have insurance, you can type in no insurance and all the people who do that will pop up. And we have quite a few of those in the state, one in every county at least. Um, so that's a, that's a great thing. Um, and then you can also search by um, if they do virtual visits, visits or in-person. Um, sometimes childcare is an issue or transportation is an issue, or you just don't want to leave your house. And so you can, you know, toggle between virtual and non-virtual. So it's a really great website. We really suggest people go there. And um, we also have like support groups. You can search by that. And we have this awesome support group for dads called the Man Cave. Um, so again, if dads are suffering, which oftentimes if a mom is suffering, a dad is also suffering, um, don't, don't be afraid to get help. There's other people like you out there and you're, you're going to feel mm -hmm. so much better once you know that. Yeah. And I think that that, that is kind of the most important thing for parents to remember. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they feel like they're suffering with some, you know, mental struggles, mental challenges, um, you know, pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, after pregnancy, that you are not alone. There are mm -hmm. other people out there, moms and dads, you know, and I think that that's important. We, we talk a lot about moms and, and mom challenges and mom struggles and, you know, mom this and mom that. Um, but it's so important to remember that, you know, dads are going through it too. And, um, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, it's okay as a, as a friend or a family member to have that conversation with mm -hmm with the dad also, you know, not just the mom, um, because, you know, dads aren't always as inclined to break down and say, yeah, I think I need, I need help here, or I'm, I'm struggling or, or be feeling challenged here. Mm -hmm. And then, as you mentioned though, too, with moms, we all feel like we have to put on this protective gear of perfection and that nothing is wrong and nothing is phasing us and that, nope, everything is fine. And especially if you look at my Instagram page, because that is where my perfect life is. Yeah. And that's not the case. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that's really important um, for, for parents, both moms and dads to remember is that both can be struggling. And like you said, if one is, it is more than likely that the other one is too. Exactly. Yeah. And we also, you know, we want people to know that this isn't also just like in the newborn phase, like you can be struggling mm -hmm. up to one year postpartum. A study came out last year um, saying that up to three years postpartum, three out of four moms have severe depression. So know that this isn't just for someone who has a little tiny baby. It can be anybody um, at any time. We also have um, another resource that I wanted to mention is we have a thriving Instagram and Facebook account. It's called Maternal Mental health utah same name same branding across um and we post different signs and symptoms messaging on there um and i think you'll find a really good community and um again other moms that are going through this um to kind of look through and see like yeah. wow this really resonates with me um we, yeah just like what you said we want people to know that they don't have to suffer alone you can get help getting help doesn't mean you're failing it's not a failure it actually means that you know you're doing a really good job and you're you're recognizing that you need help yeah no i think that's great thank you so much for joining us today and 
and talking about, um, you know, the signs and, and the treatments and strategies um, and, and where people can find those outlets when it comes to maternal and paternal mental health. So we really appreciate your time, Brooke. Of course. Thank you. Thanks so much. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast, talking about mental health when it comes to parenting. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.